Hello, friends. My, my name, name is Dave, Dave Miller. Miller. Stop it. <laughs> and I'm now Spain. Welcome to the podcast. We are your fuck buddies. You see, you fucked it up. You didn't know what to do. You confused uh, yourself. I handled it perfectly. <laughs> We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we get questions from social media, such as Reddit, and from our lovely listeners, and we dissect them for you, and we answer them, and we provide advice. Someone asked me, I, I mean, a lot of people have asked me what okay. the hell it means when I say uh, turn uh, sticky, sexy situations into sexy, sexy sticky situations, mm-hmm. and what I'm talking about is semen. I'm okay. talking about like sticky. It was it was sticky because it was like, oh, it's a pickle. It's it's a it's a sticky situation. So you start with metaphorical stickiness. Yes. Okay. And then, and the then when we've solved the problem, mm-hmm. there's semen um, everywhere. There's semen everywhere because everyone knows that good sex ends, uh, good relationships end with semen everywhere. Even if neither of you are capable of producing semen, mm-hmm. it just like appears. It just happens. You summon it through the good sex. Exactly. Some sort of like phantasmal jizz. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got the episode title right there. <laughs> um, that is, that's that's what we're talking about, just so you know. Because right. a lot of people ask me what the hell it means. That's a weird question. Really? No one's ever asked you? No, it's pretty self-evident. Oh, no, I've had a bunch of people. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, no, and... I've, lived, I've never had anybody ever. Oh. I've had I've had multiple people do. It. I've had people be anyway. Like, are you actually recording in the closet? And I've had to be like, yes. Or people just be like, what does Dane look like? I had to describe it. Weird excruciating tell. detail. Literally all you have to do is draw a circle yeah. and big eyebrows and a beard, and then like there it is. So it looked like you put could put a cat in the could, background somewhere. Yeah, you could literally turn anyone into me as long as you draw like big eyebrows and a beard on someone. <laughs> Granted, they'll probably have a different haircut because I am bald, but I, although here's the thing mm-hmm. throughout my life, I've had pretty much every haircut, That's cool. every haircut, Nile. Mm-hmm. And this is the one you settled on. Well, when you, when you've done it all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, that was good. Okay. Oh, you zinked me. You zinked <laughs> me real good. You got zinked. Oh, I love you, Dan. All right, well, this is the energy we're bringing for the show. All right. Well, you know what? I popped a whiskey for the first time in, I don't know, since we were probably back in the closet. Maybe, maybe I did once before. I don't know. A good friend of mine left the city today. It was oh. very sad. So goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye, Ryan. But but he, he gifted me some whiskey before he left. That's real nice of him. Drinking some right now in, in memory of him. He's not dead, but... Well, might as well be. So, uh, something tried to kill me this week. Oh, here we go. I was stung by a hornet. Yeah, yeah. It really hurt. Mm-hmm. My hand swelled up, and it, it sucked. But it was only an attempted murder hornet. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. But, like, and the joke should not... I wasn't going to play into your hand. I well, wanted you to... I had nothing I else to, to say, because you didn't it. seem to give a shit that I got hurt. Yeah. It sucked. It was really sore. I'm not even allergic. Like, I'm sure if you were, you'd be fucked. Oh, yeah. I've never been stung by a bee, and at one point, one of my doctors was... I'm allergic to, like, everything. Oh, um, then, yeah, you've got, like, an 80% chance then, don't you? My One of my doctors was, like, when I was getting tested for everything, like, we're not going to do the bee test, because uh, if you are, it'll probably kill you. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, if, if I get stung by a bee out in the world, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have... Yeah you know the knowledge of this and they're like no nah, we'll just deal with that when it comes up to it yeah i would i, I would was recommend like, cool. that you uh 
that you avoid those. Oh yeah, I I like even bees, which you know are are friendly little fuzzy fuzzy boys. Yeah, but like even they like creep me out because I'm like I don't want to get stung because my doctor was very nonchalant about my you know success of survivability. Yeah, so like I didn't even see the fucker. I don't know how it got me, but like I felt this like agonizing pain and saw it just fly away. This like little black fucker. Um, it wasn't one of like the yellow jackets and luckily it wasn't one of the like murder hornets, but it was one of the like, uh, like just, you know, those like thick black, like hornet boys. Um, and like, it really hurt for quite a while and then it like died down and then it got like really like sore, like it was a bruise, but at night, and I don't know why it swelled up like three or four times the size went really red and was like sending out like spasms of pain, like up all my fingers and like down my arm. And I was like, am I going to die? But I didn't. Anyway, we should probably get to advice. Yeah. You First, fucked up because you didn't, you didn't get enough radiation to get superpowers. You don't know that. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. The buzzing. worst superpower for a fucking podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like producing honey. I'm fucking a flower. Will I start? Sure. Go. I would pick a number between one, three, and ten. Three. Oh, this one's very long. I really want to do it though. Okay, then let's do it right off the bat so we know how fast we gotta go. Alright. This is by Thrower Hang Up 2. I'm being shunned because I, 23-year-old male, stole a potential date away from my friend, 23-year-old male. Uh-oh. Me and my friends were invited to join a bottomless brunch with a group of girls on Saturday. In the UK, quarantine's been lifted, so bars and pubs are open again. And to celebrate, we want to go out. My friend Mark, 24 girlfriend jess 23 invite us along even though we don't know the group of girls we made our own plans through the day bars are only open but not bookings not walk-ins but decided to pop in and see them girls we ended up meeting at brunch were beautiful and honestly i felt insecure i would say i'm more average looking but definitely not model material like some of these girls were on arrival they were scattered around but my friend of group of five settled in the booth with the girls left and we started casual conversations some of them were already pretty drunk and it was a fun atmosphere Wanting to be nice, I decided to get a jug of mimosa and give everyone top-ups. As I got to one girl, though, she politely declined that she was drinking only orange juice. My friend Tom, 23, starts asking why she's not drinking, and the girl explains that she doesn't drink. Tom couldn't seem to understand why she'd come to Bonnell's Drunch and not drink, and kept asking her why she wasn't drinking. This girl handled his questions well, kept saying she used to drink but doesn't anymore. Anyway, things got awkward, and Tom finished with, well, you sound incredibly boring. And the girl just laughed and said, yeah, I guess I am. Embarrassed for him, I made a feeble apology before following him back to our group was then we decided to head to our own booking at a different bar. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead because a few things basically happened that whatever. They did a few more bars, met up at the party later on, and one of the girls from earlier was like, hey, Tom, there's this girl I think you're going to really like and because uh, you're massively into motorbikes and watching races and riding bikes, and so is this girl. They introduced each other, and it turns out it was the girl from earlier, the one that doesn't drink. And basically, he went over, talked to her, and she turned around and was like, yeah, I think I'll, I'm just too boring for you, and left him. Because Damn. he was really rude to her earlier. So he's embarrassed and gutted he fucked up an opportunity. She slinks back inside, sits in the corner. Throughout the night, he did try and offer to get her drinks, but she declined, telling him she prefers to get her own drinks. Uh, later in the night, she ended up talking to her mentioning he loves snow sports and that she snowboarded. Ongoing, nonstop conversation. In the early hours of the morning as the party came to an end, I built up the courage to ask her on a date. To my surprise, she said yes. I was over the moon. This beautiful, cool girl was way out of my league, agreed to give me her number. I was giddy when we said our goodbyes and almost ran back to my group in excitement. Short-lived, though, as Tom and his jealousy had been watching us talking. He started to berate me in his, and in my pettiness asked if she was too good for him, why would she give 
the poster her number. Flew off the handle, demanded that he gets the number because it was meant to be his. Uh, <laughs> the poster said how ridiculous he was being, wouldn't drop it. But the next morning, he told all our friends, I'd stolen this girl. What makes it worse that everyone knew Jess wants to set her up. So it seemed like I got in the way intentionally. No one heard his insult at brunch, and no one heard him tell the truth to Jess. I keep telling him he fucked it up himself, but I've basically been turned against. I even asked Jess to tell people what Tom told her, which she did. But the guys are now saying, regardless of what Tom said, I should have been talking Tom up. If Lily was happy to talk to me, I should use that as an opportunity to talk about Tom or at least invite him into the conversation. If I go on this date, I will lose my friendship group. It's ridiculous. I think finding a girl like Lily is one thing, but to actually have a date with her is another thing. Now I'm wondering if I'm being selfish, taking a date with Lily, which was originally meant to be Tom's. I don't know if I should throw in my longtime friends for a girl I may or may not even end up being in a relationship with. Boom. Oh, okay. Um, right. See why I want to bring it, but it's long. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot here in like in like layers that we kind of have to like feel back first. But I think the most important thing to talk about here is like you, like these, this whole problem seems to stem from the fact that like, they aren't giving this woman any agency at all. Yep. And it, as if it's just sort of like, it's the men who get to pick and choose and that like, they somehow belong to a dude just because they had been like, tried to set up with by another person like that's a really fucking weird way to look at people's lives and the way that you interact with human beings like just because uh, jess or whatever wanted to set tom up with lily doesn't mean that lily has to do anything with tom yeah and especially when tom fucking crashes and burns the whole conversation by being a dick that's that's completely, in my opinion, irrelevant. It's mm-hmm. it's relevant to the you know the the conversation we have to have about that after the fact. But well, like, I think it makes it even worse is that like he was so rude and shitty that it's like it, you like never had a leg to stand up, but you have even less of a leg to stand up. Yeah, it's it's like great. It's it's nice. It's fun to set people up, and it's fun to be like, hey, I think you guys are gonna get along. But if you know, if Lily is like, oh, sorry, we just didn't vibe. It doesn't mean that she's no longer a viable romantic candidate for anyone else other than Tom because mm-hmm. she blew her chance with the one guy she was, you know, quote unquote, allowed to, you know, flirt with or go on a date with or give her a number to. Like, yeah. that's a wild fucking concept. So that immediately needs to just sort of be like dispelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Tom fucked it up. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to again set up your friends, but if if your friend, if you're like, hey, I think you're gonna really like this person, and then the friend finishes the conversation with, you're a boring piece of shit, yeah, and then struts off, then like, cool, that that gets a line through it, and Tom is out of the picture. Yep, Tom shit out of luck. This whole like like dibsing women is so fucked up, and like we've dealt with it before, like a lot, and it's one well, of the, just the, like. Hmm? I was going to say, the end of this comment is literally a fight that we've had outside of a bar before. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, no I mean, one owns anybody, whether you saw them first, you talked to them, uh, things were going well to a point, you really like them, you're in love with them, or, you know, all, all these things. It's like, you never own anybody, right? Um, if your friend wants to honor something like that, that's up to them. You have no right to ask for any of that shit. You know what I mean? And by in love with them, I mean, like, obviously, if, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you could love someone from afar for a long time. It doesn't mean you own them. You know what I mean? It's like, if they don't like you, it's always up to your friend to, like, kind of make the decision in the moment. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's one of the most toxic things that just still exists for some reason. People need to get the fuck over it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's a little bit of decorum that should be had between friends. You know what I mean? Like, if I knew 
you were interested in someone, I think it would be a fairly shitty thing to like also pursue them. You know what I mean? Sure. But um, that's not really what happened here. Like one, no, Tom made it very also, evident. There's also a difference between like just meeting someone and like being into them for a while. You know what I mean? Like there are yes, various yeah, levels. And even then it's like, you can never really be like, Hey, fuck off. Especially when you're not getting anywhere with someone. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah, like, especially when like you've been rejected. Yes. Like there's for good be, reason like some kind of like not necessarily rules but like guidelines or it's like you should never like down talk any of your friends like never be that no, guy who's not. like you know and you should never like intentionally like interrupt stuff and you should never try and ruin it for your friend like that's just being a shitty friend but if you're talking to someone who you like and your friend is there or they start talking and like things are going really well with them as a friend be fucking happy for them and then it's your turn to talk them up you know what i mean uh, yeah. if it works out in their favor or your favor, whatever, but like you guys are on the same team, you're friends, you should be helping each other regardless. You shouldn't be upset and bitter because it didn't work out for you because whatever, it doesn't always work out. I remember there was a night when we were out, it was me, you and one of our other friends. And, uh, for whatever reason, like, again, he's one of my best friends. I, I've known him probably the longest out of our friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, and like every woman in the city was just like in love with him that night. Oh man, yeah. Every and it was one of the person we talked to. It was like, cool, this is fine, but can I talk to your friend? Yeah, just like sort of two two hands on our faces, shoved aside so they could talk to our friend. And you know, fuck it, whatever. But I remember it that we like five in the last times in a row. Oh, all night. <laughs> it was great. All night. Um, and I remember at the the last place we went, there was a group that we were talking to, and there was there was a woman that I I was quite into. I we were like vibing all night long we danced we we were getting drinks together whatever 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 i remember i either went to go to the bar to get a drink or went to the bathroom or disappeared for a bit and uh our friend was trying to wingman me you know trying to talk me up mm-hmm. and at the end of the night she asked him for his number and i was like that's cool i remember him coming up afterwards and being like hey man i'm really sorry but like she asked me for my number and i was like hey like i don't care you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if she wanted my number she would have asked for my number Exactly. And also like, she wanted your number. So she asked for your number. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you that a woman who has entire agency and the right to choose whoever she's attracted to chose you. It's like, there's yeah. no, there's it's no reason to wild, be upset about that. It's such a wild thing that again, still exists. And I don't understand how no one can get over that. You know, it would be different if our friend was like, Oh uh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> now that he's gone, he's a piece of shit. But like, yeah, one, that's just going to ruin his chances because I don't think anybody's like, wow, you bad talk your friend the second they leave. But also, that's a whole different situation. Um, so that leads to like, the end of the question where fucking Tom was having his like mental boy-child breakdown. Mm-hmm. You're talking about losing your friends. This guy doesn't really seem like a friend when he was like, oh, well, if she wasn't or if I wasn't good enough for her, how are you good enough for her? That's yeah. a shit thing to say to a friend. Like, that's arguably one of the worst things that you can say to yeah. a friend like it's like if you are just so below me that it's offensive that someone likes you wow. yeah like this guy can't fucking fathom a world where a woman would prefer you over him and that is i think my favorite part is when he's like give me the number it should be mine can you yeah. imagine can you imagine her being like oh hey who's this like hey it's tom why why is it tom how many times <laughs> did to tell you you're a fucking asshole and he's like oh it does not compute like Tom, dude, you need you need to learn a lot of things about general life. Oh yeah, man, you should, give I, him, you should give him the podcast number. We'll give you our number. We'll private message you, and we'll just teach <laughs> him some truths. 
I don't think you're going to lose your friends over this. And I if think you do, they're maybe, not friends. Yeah, maybe Tom will be a fucking dick for a bit, and maybe Tom will not speak to you. But again, you're not losing a friend. If the, if this is what fucking you know puts the nail in the coffin of your friendship, then you guys weren't really friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think if you know if you guys if you go out for like pints with your buddies and you explain the situation and be like, hey, this is like this is what happened. I didn't quote unquote steal anyone. Also, you know, tell them that that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be like, hey, Tom fucking struck out. He insulted her, and then we ended up chatting, and she wanted my number. Mm-hmm. So, like, I fucked up or just like every time you go out now just be like dibs dibs everybody this is how it works now yeah can't talk to a single fucking person i say do it go on your date again like like dan said like maybe separate the group a bit talk to people one-on-one because like as a mob and maybe with this dickhead in the middle of them like threatening them i guess because it doesn't sound like he you know is a nice person they'll probably be a little bit more chill so like explain your side of things to like the people you're closer with when he's not there and like I don't think they're really going to care. They don't really have skin in the game. Fuck Tom. But fuck this shit. This is a trend that needs to die. This whole yeah. like women claiming like, and again, it's so offensive, like just pretending the woman has no choice at all, you know, yeah. not even on man, on the, on the man in question, but like literally like you, like he, she's yours and you barely even talked to her. And when you did, you fucking mocked her still yours though. Like that's fucked. Get over it, dude. Yep. Um, this comes from Reddit user Secret Action Seven. Oh hell yeah! Why would a guy completely freeze? <laughs> I didn't see my ex in a few months, and we didn't end on amazing terms. He turned to try to talk to me, and he looked completely frozen. His eyes were wide, and so was his mouth. It looked like he was trying to speak, but couldn't get the words out. He was blinking oddly. I felt bad, <laughs> but I'm confused. I felt bad, but I'm confused why someone would just become frozen like that. Is this anger? Shock? Sadness? Why could I cause so much panic in someone? Well, I feel like if you rupture a uh, liquid nitrogen tank next to someone, that could totally freeze them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like maybe this guy in the question, because he wasn't frozen, he was moving his eyelids. Maybe he was trying to practice his Morse code and you were kind of a dick about it. You know, you know what my thing is? And this is why I brought it. I think the reason she's his ex and the reason it didn't on amazing ter- or end on amazing terms is because she died. Oh! <gasps> But she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Was she? Was he Morse coding like, "Hey, you're a ghost," or just SOS? Like, was he trying to help her or help himself? I think. I think he was just one of those things where it's like, you know, you do your like double take blinks, like the like, it's am I seeing what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Because you you've been dead for four years. Oh my god! And for whatever reason, whatever cosmic event allowed him to see you is uh is, is what stunned him. Yeah. What if she is the proof we needed that time travelers are fucking with 2020? Because they came back and fixed her death, but in a way that he didn't realize she was still alive. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. He just realized. He's like, man, that's why everything's so fucked. Yeah, maybe, like, for whatever reason, he his his consciousness exists outside of the current timeline. So he remembers when she died. Mm-hmm. And it all just kind of, like, starts pooling back in his head. Yeah. Like... I'd love to, like, can you read the first, like, sentence again? I think I kind of missed it. I haven't seen my ex in a few months, and we didn't end on amazing terms. He turned to try to talk to me and looked completely frozen. There's no there's no context as to where or how they saw them. 
Like, <laughs> did, did she just come into his room one night? Like, he woke up, turned, and was like... I, 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 I. And the thing is, like, if obviously you he were turned really- to try to talk to you, he was, like, obviously willing to do it. But like, right, like he knew you were there, and he was all ready to talk to you. I don't. I I brought this in just because I wanted to make my dead girlfriend joke. <laughs> I I don't really have any fucking just <laughs> like no context. Uh, also, like we don't know why it ended badly. But another thing is, like in my head, it's like he froze because he saw her for the first time in this situation. So it's a really weird turn of phrase to be like he turned to try and talk to me. But it's a way weirder situation if that's the case, where like they were having a chat, they're walking down the road, he turned to try to talk to him and just like <gasps> like you know when sometimes you're old and you turn too fast and your back just goes? And you're like, oh maybe that happened. Maybe he like Well, I don't think they were together. Like I, I imagine it was like Like I mean, like I don't think they were like hanging out and then he tried to talk to her and then he froze. I think it was like True, they were probably but, out. But the thing is, the fact like he turned to try to talk to me. I assume like she came up on him like by surprise. So it's like, you didn't know if he was trying to talk to you. He just found out you were there. It's just a weird turn of phrase. Yeah, no, I, again, I don't know what the hell. The only thing, like the only thing I can think of is you guys were out at a bar and for whatever, like, you know, he knew you were there, but he was, you know, ignoring you or whatever. And then you were sort of like, too close to ignore anymore and then he decided to turn around and say something and then what didn't if, know what to say what if you had like mustard on your face and he turned around saw it and like was just torn between the various options of like do i laugh and mock you because things didn't end well do i help you but what if it's seen as me laughing and mocking you do i ignore it do i like and he just like was stuck in all these various possibilities like how do i tell her if i tell her will she get upset do i want her to be upset do i not want her to be upset is it possible to have her not upset if i don't tell her and she finds out later is she gonna think that was a slight like and he just like fucking panicked like he spiraled and he just he's still there today thinking about it maybe her best friend just went to the bathroom and he was on a date with her yeah that's another thing maybe he was just like out with someone and he's like oh no this is gonna kill her oh maybe you guys ended badly because he had that friend that she was always suspicious of and guess who he's at the bar with that friend yeah 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 again i don't have any advice because i don't know anything so hit me with a new question okay uh, pick a you know what fuck it we'll do this this is by throw away back is the way I 18 year old female met my boyfriend 23 year old male creepy I was hoping it was gonna be creepy I've been dating my boyfriend for over a year and we live together I met we met in university I was 17 and in undergrad he was 22 and doing his masters he's a great guy very sweet and caring I feel so lucky to have him we first met online in the local ride sharing group I needed a ride home from campus one weekend, and he just so happened to make a post offering rides. I was the only person in the car besides him. He asked me out on the return trip, and after I said yes, he drove out to some forested area, and we made out. We started dating afterwards. A few months after we started dating, he told me his side of the story. Apparently, he thought I was attractive for my profile picture, and after getting my message, deleted the ride-sharing post and told other people his car was full. This so he could have me as his only passenger on the 2.5-hour-long ride. Then, while we were in the car together... He purposely took a longer route so I could be in the car for longer. He asked me out in the middle of the ride back, so there'd be less chance I'd refuse. At the time when he told me all this, I thought it was cute, because he made it seem like he was being romantic and caring. Yesterday, though, I was ch- catching up with an old friend from high school and told her how we met, what he said, that she had a weird look on her face, and said his actions were pretty creepy. 
She said, it's a good thing you didn't end up kidnapped or worse. I told her I thought it was romantic and she looked at me like I was crazy. He said that if he wasn't tall and handsome, I would think it was creepy. Haven't considered this angle before. Were his actions creepy or were they harmless? I certainly don't think he's a creep. He's a wonderful boyfriend. He really cares about me. Maybe a bit overprotective at times, but I think it shows how much he cares. He even says he wants to get married when I graduate from uni. What do you think? Is the story of how we met creepy in some way? So I try to stay away from the, the like, you know, the, the meta of, oh, if it's only acceptable because he's attractive. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I think this story would be a much different one if it was, you know, uh, a, a person that this person didn't find attractive. Yes. Or if it didn't I think work it, out. Um, but so there are, there are things like, I think there's degrees here. I think it, it really depends on, like, I understand the, like the side, the sweetness side of things of being like, I'm going to take a little longer route. Cause I want to keep talking to her or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I get that angle. Um, the, the one I have the most problem with is the, I asked in the middle of the ride. Mm-hmm. That one is super manipulative. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can pass off the rest as like harmless, you know, romance because like if, if he, you know, only wanted you in the car and he took a longer route and didn't do anything sinister, there's no real harm to that. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he made a play. It might not be the most kosher move, but at the same time, like nothing bad can come of it really. But when you put someone in a position of being, it's like the, when we talk about asking cashiers and bartenders and shit out, it's like, yeah, she like for all we know this guy could have been like pulled over to the side of her own and be like get out yeah he could have been like you know what i mean like the reason she doesn't think it was creepy is because it ended well i think the reason her friend thinks it's creepy is because it could have ended very badly and like a lot of those things like you can almost see both sides where it's like yeah there's nothing overtly sinister i guess in in the fact that like you know, he was like, oh, I find her attractive. I'll cancel the rest of the thing. But in another sense, it's like he actively got you alone. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like there's nothing that creepy about taking a slightly longer route. But it's like he, he wanted more time with you and didn't give you the choice or the option or even like the knowledge of that. And then it's like he manipulated you so that you were more likely to say yes, which meant that he didn't necessarily care about whether or not you meant it. Yeah. And then he drove you yeah, to that's- a haunted area. Also, you were 17. But- so there's that's a lot the of, wild like, thing is the forest. like he had a route plan to this forest area. Yeah. I, like, wh- how is this going to pan out? If you said, no, I have a feeling you still would have went to that forest area. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I totally understand where your friend is coming from. And like, yeah, it's 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 fine because it ends well. But if this didn't end well. No one here would be even slightly thinking it was anyway romantic or nice, right? Yeah, there's a lot of like the why would you do that? Like, um, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's like I get the like her angle of like being like, oh, these things are sweet, but mm-hmm. then like, but yeah, when you when you break it down, when you parse it out without with a little more objectivity, uh, yeah, you you can see that there are troubling behaviors here. Yeah. And like, it could just be like stupidity. You know what I mean? Like it could be that he never really thought it through. It could just be the fact that some people watch too many movies and tend to think things like these are sweet, even though 
realistically a lot of the shit people do in like romantic comedies is like objectively manipulative or like harmful you know yeah um but like, like, psychotic yeah yeah pretty much so i don't know i don't know where i fall on this i think yeah definitely it is you can it's very easy to see this as creepy i think it's very yeah. hard to not see it as creepy does it mean it is creepy and not romantic i guess because it worked out it's fine but like i think maybe just like have an eye out on like future behaviors because like it could speak to like a more manipulative side of this person or like uh-huh also i would love to know how overprotective manifests yeah that's a weird thing to mention you know what i mean it seems like a very important throwaway there like oh maybe overprotective it's like if you're thinking about like oh are they creepy or harmless you wouldn't be like well maybe this unless it was probably pretty bad yeah you know like I mean? if the like, overprotective thing is like I, he wants to know where i am at all times mm-hmm. he like only installed two tracker apps in my phone also like what i want to know is how freshly churned was the soil in this forested area did it correlate with the missing co-eds in your universe yeah. were there weird sort of rectangle shapes <laughs> dug into the ground yeah no he's, he's, one that hadn't been filled he's way too smart he brings them to a different wood every time. Because, like, last thing you want to do is find... If you find one body, you find them all. That's fair, I guess. Yeah, what's his name? Dexter. Well, Dexter only killed murderers, right? Well, we don't know about this girl. She doesn't think this is creepy. That's exactly what a murderer would say. That's true. So, I don't know. I guess, advice-wise, just have a look at, like... It doesn't necessarily matter, I guess, right now, because you made it through. But, like, it maybe is something to think about when judging his actions in future. Yeah, you definitely like need to mark the red flags that this could have been if like parse it through the the filter of I if I didn't find this person attractive, how would I have reacted? And then part, you know what I mean? Take his current behavior and past behavior like while well, you guys have dated through that same filter mm-hmm. and be like, are there are there anything that's pinging as concerning? Because that's something you need to address or you know what yeah. i mean at least be aware of and like how would they have reacted if i like let them down um this comes from reddit user prof dct how can i stop being weak and pathetic <clears throat> i don't feel as if i'm a person but a parody of one if i were someone else i would hate to be around me i've done many stupid and silly things i just can't stop i don't know how to have healthy interactions with people one time, girl I like at work was out sick for 10 days. Then she returned. I asked how she was feeling and that work wasn't the same without her. I didn't realize how asinine and stupid this was and how it ruined the small chance I had with her. I just do stupid things like that all the time because I'm pathetic and weak individual. I don't know how to change. Should I just end it all? Should I just become a hermit? Should I just fake it until I make it? Jesus, is this off seduction? Uh, it's not. No, I believe it was relationship advice. Uh, well, firstly, don't end it all. That's a really dark place to go to. And like, if you're actually having thoughts like that, I would recommend going and like talking to somebody like there's a lot of, uh, like suicide helplines and and places. There's definitely always a better option. Um, so please look after yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the, the one example we're given nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, I don't like, understand I don't why understand he's so this. upset. No. If it didn't work out, sure. Like, fuck it. I'm sorry. That sucks. But also, like, had nothing to do with what seems like quite a nice and appropriate thing to say. Um, yeah. 
It's one of the nicest things to hear. Like as someone who struggled with like feelings of inadequacy for a long time in my life, when someone is like, Hey, I missed your presence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you make things better when you're around. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, I think it's a mental thing on your side. Like mentally you seem to think you're, horrendous and like awful and useless i think that is the problem here because one that's probably going to be filtered through everything you say so like you're not going to be as confident or as happy or as upbeat or maybe even as like honest or genuine as you should be because you're second guessing and trampling yourself on the inside um which sucks and is terrible but like that's never going to help your position so i think you need to like, again, I would recommend, like, going to therapy or going to talk to someone. They're, like, really, like, focusing on on yourself. Because, like, I even point at, at one point, I think, said, like, I can't change or something. Or, like, I don't, like, I have no control. You do. You're you. You have complete control over what you say and think and how you act. Um, it might be hard to, to change things because you're used to doing things a certain way. But, like, just saying you can't do it is, is a cop-out and it's never going to help you. Yeah, I mean, there are... I, I like we've had questions like this before. So mm-hmm. there are people who feel the same way that you do, Not which means that there is probably a group of people in which are t- who are trying to get better at it. Not in um, Don't join them. For God's sakes, don't like if, if at any point in time like douchebags, you find a group that blames all of their problems on other people. Mm-hmm. You need to clock that as a toxic place that isn't out to help you. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that's a pretty like standard across the board rule about anything. If you ever find a re- like a group that's like, oh, it's not our fault. It's these people's fault. Yeah. For whatever, like, whether it's racism, whether it's sexism, whether, you know, like there's so many different umbrellas that you can put, you know, and protect people who are, are struggling mentally and financially or whatever is the root of the cause. Um, you you need to understand that like there are communities that are toxic and there's communities that are bolstering. You need to find the ones that are going to take care of you and that are going to like help you push you forward towards a goal that you want, which I assume is a little more like social confidence. Um, some things that will help you with that. Um, and this is, I think I've recommended it before, but like joining um, like improv uh, things like that. Like, I don't think that should be your first step. I think, um, maybe looking into um, like public speaking courses and stuff like that. And the nice thing is like nowadays in the, the, the world of online stuff, there are so many classes and courses and stuff that you can take um, without leaving the, the comfort of your home. And that might seem counterintuitive for what you're trying to do now, which is like interact with people, but like learning about this kind of stuff and, and learning like the core foundations of, you know, confidence and finding your voice and all that kind of stuff is is invaluable and then you can sort of use it in practical situations or in safer situations like therapy or uh group therapy and stuff like that yeah also like like you clearly need to work on you before you kind of start worrying about other people right now so it's like find something you love and focus on that instead of focusing on focusing on relationships um you know like join a club if it's something you really enjoy or like if there's you know a fandom you're really into or like you want to start a new hobby or, or something like that, like do that and like meet people who are in a similar situation because you won't have to break the ice or come up with, you know, any gambits to like try and talk to people because you'll be in a situation that you'll one, presumably want to talk about and to be able to talk about because it's something you love. 
and they will also want to do those things. So that'll be a nice, easy way for you to like build up your confidence, work on yourself, to do things you like, and you know, get things being a little bit more positive. Because obviously, right now they are not positive. Um, I really think like building yourself up is the most important step right now. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I I struggled with inadequacy for years, and like I would say. Uh, I've got it mostly conquered at this point, but like, it's, it definitely like, it's, it's tough to get rid of all your demons forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the, the most important thing is, yeah, you need to start sort of like foundation up and that starts with like now says yourself. And then you need to sort of try to cultivate a group of friends. Um, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a huge social network, but, and it, and it's got, definitely got to be more than one. Cause when you get, with just like one friend, you get real codependent. Like that's you, you end up like running into other situations, but if you yeah, can you find a group of, yeah, but if you can find like four five, six, however many people, um, similar interests, uh, similar sort of like, you know, the way that you guys interact socially, if you guys all sort of like have a, a group, you'll find confidence in that. You know, you'll realize that you're not alone for whatever reason. Um, and you'll realize that people can like you and that you are likable. Um, and that will help build on you liking yourself. But if you don't like yourself, then it doesn't matter how many people like you. That's just going to fucking like sink right through the drain. You need yeah. to like put that, you need to put the plug in first. And that is, you need to figure out what you like about yourself. Um, cause there's something you're just not letting yourself find it. Yeah. And if there isn't something for some reason, make something, you know what I mean? Like you have, almost unlimited control over like your own self. You know what I mean? Like if you want to to do something, like do it and just like stop second guessing yourself and like overanalyzing everything unless you're being a piece of shit, which like I'm sure you'll be able to figure out if you are, you're like, it doesn't matter how people react to the things you say. If you say something nice like that to someone in work and they get upset, that's a them problem. And I you know promise I mean? you the, the reason that might not have gone over well is because you lack the confidence to say it with, you know, authenticity. Mm -hmm. the, or, like that's the only way that I can see that fucking comment not panning out well. Cause like, even if you are a weirdo, most people would be like, Oh, thank you. And yeah. move on. Yeah, you know what I mean? The thing. Like, it's not creepy. It's not like you were like, Hey, I fucking missed your scent the last few days. Yeah. Like unless you <sighs> fucking made like a mop mannequin out of them yeah. and we're like, Oh, your presence was so missed. I needed to make another you. My simulacrum like, of you didn't quite do the same job. Yeah. It lacks your scent. <laughs> um, Did you donate some of your flesh, hair, and uh, odor? Could I, I need your hair from your vaginal bacteria? I need your humors. <laughs> Give me your instincts. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, there's nothing overtly sexual or weird about what you said. It was nice. I'll bet they probably took it well. And you fucked it up in your own head because you were so like on top of things. Yeah. There's also like the running the dangers of like having expectations of people's reactions. Like mm -hmm. maybe in your head, you thought this was going to woo her and win her over. And she was, you know, going to swoon yeah. at it. Whereas like, maybe she's not attracted to you. And she was just like, Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Mm -hmm. Or maybe but, like, like she wasn't expecting someone to say something nice. And she's socially awkward and didn't really know how to respond because yeah. like, Sometimes it feels weird to be like, you're like, oh, thanks. It almost feels like you're agreeing with them. Like, yeah, you're right. The place isn't as good without <laughs> And like, sometimes people aren't comfortable taking compliments because it feels arrogant. 
You know, there's a million different ways. And and that's the both the beauty and the pain of, of overanalyzing things is like you can come up to any conclusion that you want. Doesn't mean it's yeah. the right one. And yep. if you have a negative fucking mindset, you're going to go to a negative one because there's enough and there's a lack of evidence in every situation to be able to like twist it to your own little like mind darkness. So you just got to not do that. Work on yourself. Do positive things. Realize that like your worth isn't based on a relationship or finding one. Um, and like there's always room to to get better and to improve and to like for positive things to happen. Like ending it is definitely not the answer and being so down on yourself and giving up also isn't. You can work and if you care this deeply about it, put the work in. You'll be fine. Yeah. So I think to distill it, uh, first, seek therapy, seek professional help. Mm-hmm. I think that would really, really benefit you. Um, and then honestly, ask them for suggestions on group therapy. Because if the, the if the big issue for you is, is social interaction, the best way to do it is to interact socially. Mm-hmm. So see, see a professional help. Try to get some sort of group therapy going. And if you ever feel like you're on the teetering edge of ending it all, um, please reach out to a suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. Because they they will help you make sense of of what what's happening, and they will also help direct you to resources that will help. Yeah, uh, in a more long term sense. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Because much like your coworker, the world is a better place with you in it. Um. Okay. You ready? Oh, yep. this one's pretty juicy too. No, I'll, I'll go with this one. Ooh, this one's very juicy. God damn it! What What are you feeling right now, Dane? What type of question? I wouldn't mind. I didn't realize how dark yeah, the, the end dark. of that question was. Don't worry, these uh, are all light. Yeah, hit me, hit me with something a little lighter. I wanna, I wanna get back on them zingers. Remember when you zinged me for my haircut? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I got four. I got four here. They're all pretty good. Guy I went on a date with asked for a refund two weeks later. Should I pay him? <laughs> this is by Miss Maria. <laughs> See, I, that's what I want. Twenty-six years old. Met a guy through an app. 34 years old, went on a date, and it was lovely. The bill came. I offered to split it, and he refused, saying he ordered things for himself, me, so I couldn't try them, and took home all the leftovers. He proceeded to invite me to his house and made it clear he expected sex. I said no, obviously, and he was very upset slash angry, red flag. He asked me on a second date, and I told him I just booked a ticket to visit my home country due to a family emergency. He told me he did not believe me insinuated I was lying about my very serious family emergency. He then sent me a request to pay for the date, which happened two weeks ago. He was extremely rude, so I blocked him on WhatsApp and Instagram. I have not paid him. Should I just do it? I'm planning on cutting out all contact anyways, as he was super inappropriate. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the simple answer. Um, Don't fucking pay this guy, because hey, guess what? He had that option. Yeah. When you offered to pay. And then he, he has since, like ruined it by being a dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, no because like the only like he didn't he didn't pay for dinner because he was like ah that's a nice thing to do he was paying for dinner because he thought he was going to get sex because of it yeah you know what i mean like that's that's the rationale here it was like i paid for se- or i paid for dinner therefore i'm paying for sex you mm-hmm. didn't give me sex so i want you to pay for dinner yeah, hundred percent. He's like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. And you owe me sex now, right? And it's like, sorry, I'm not coming home with you. What the fuck? Fine. Second date. Where obviously I'll get what I'm owed. Wait, you're lying about a family emergency? Just like, okay. First off, no one's ever gonna do that, 
right? Well, I wouldn't like, say I, there are people out there. I I promise well, you. No, I know. I'm just saying, like in a situation like this, where it's so easy to just say no. You know what I mean? If someone's gonna give you something just dramatic, like there's no point in being like, I don't believe it, because it's like fuck it. Like if they don't like you enough to come up with that. Uh, you're done anyway and if yeah, they they're not it, gonna be like oh you got me all right i'll go on a date with you you solved my dead family puzzle now i have to sex you twice yeah no fuck this dude so hard send him I'm a bill curious. for your time i'm curious to know if he actually used the word refund because like that is indicative of the entire problem because he thought that he paid for goods yeah you know what i mean like you you don't get a refund unless you think you bought a good or a service mm-hmm and that is what he thought he was doing. He thought he was buying sex. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't get it, he's like, well, I want my money back then. Yeah. It's so and like, fun. that's that's the problem right there. Yeah. Fuck this guy. And I mean that, like, don't fuck him. But like, this guy sucks so hard. Yeah. So the, the answer to that question is no. Don't God, pay no, him. Don't even consider sense. paying him. The only thing you should ever do is say lol or just laugh at him or tell him to bring you to court. Maybe don't because this guy sounds a little unhinged. So don't provoke yeah him, but don't just block him and get the fuck out of there and this is a funny story you can tell people now yeah and i hope your family's okay let's do one final quick question this is kind of on the same line okay but not, not really uh, this comes from uh, a throwaway eggshells is it unreasonable to be asked to pay for condoms me and my boyfriend are college students and like to have sex but we're both broke college students I'm on birth control, so I'm okay with having sex unprotected because I'm really good at taking the pill and take it every day. And I pay for these myself. So this is plus. So this plus alternating condom costs plus lube adds up for me. Uh, He isn't comfortable with the pregnancy risk, so he's insistent we use a condom every time. I just wanted to ask whether this would be an unreasonable request if your wife or girlfriend were asked um, before I ask if he covers the condoms alone or an alternate on the lube. It's a weird one. Is it? Kind of. Because like... I don't know. I, I guess, like, if it's him that wants to use the condoms, like, why should he not pay for them? But at the same time, it's like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people are on birth control for various reasons. You know what I mean? And she might have been on it her entire time. So it's, like, not necessarily dependent on the current relationship. So, therefore, is it strange to be able to, like, oh, I'm doing this thing. There's nothing to do with you, but I'm opting out of paying for something we're using in our relationship. But, again, it's it's he, he's the one that wants to use condoms every time. So it's, like, it does make sense she could totally like i don't think it's unfair to be like hey i cover the cost of my birth control you can go for the cost of condoms yeah that's the thing it's like if he's unwilling or if he's worried about pregnancy mm-hmm. then he should be grateful that she's paying for birth control yeah you know what i mean so sure. i don't understand why she would then also have to pay for his condoms mm-hmm. and my thing is like when i i unless i was like going over to a woman's house casually that like no, nah, even then I'd bring a condom. But like when I get serious with someone, I would always buy condoms and leave them at their place. Like I'd buy a box of condoms, leave them there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because I'm allergic to latex and yeah. it's nice to know that I have options. But also like I, they don't need to like I think it's important if you're in a like open dating and like seeing multiple people. I think it's important to have condoms ready and therefore if you're a single woman, you should probably buy some condoms. I think that's a good idea. But I think once you get in a relationship, I think the condom user should be the one who buys the condoms. But you both use the condoms. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, technically, well, they're both using birth control. Well, what I'm saying is, like, the way you phrased it was, like, in any relationship, the condom, the guy should pay for the condoms, which 
like what if the girl isn't using birth control either way i think i think condom purchases i think are are like a, a men's responsibility that's i, I guess see, i don't think there's any rationale behind that i think you well just, okay i guess i guess if you're like if condoms are the only means of contraception you're using yeah i could see maybe alternating condom costs yeah well that's the thing i think it's it's about equity right so it's like if you're paying for like solely paying for birth control as a woman like yeah like it seems ridiculous that he wouldn't chip in for that but you would have to chip in for condoms like i totally get that i can understand why he might not have thought that because i think you know condoms are very specifically just like we're getting them for us right now for for this thing one they're very visible like you're putting them on you're interacting with them he probably doesn't really think about birth control all that much because he often i'm sure isn't there when you have it or whatever but secondly i'm sure it's not something well it could have been but it probably isn't something you just started with him so for him he probably doesn't think of it as part of your relationship and more of like something you were doing anyway you know and you could definitely dissuade him of that notion and i don't think it's unfair to do that's a fair point you know because i know i I know some people who for example start taking them because their periods are like ultra painful you know and taking birth control can lessen that you know what i mean so if you've been doing that your whole life and then you start dating someone, is it then fair to be like, hey, you owe me a portion of that. But at the same time, if that's your only birth control, I guess it is, right? Because you're benefiting from it um, and they're realistically saving you money on condoms because you're not using them or vice versa. Here's the thing. How many guys do you know have have paid for birth control? Very little. Right. But on on the other hand, I don't know many girls who buy condoms very often. You've never gone to like a girl's house and they've or a woman's house and they've had like protection available for you i always have it on me so i've never even had to ask but fair i've definitely had people be like i don't have a condom and maybe like don't worry i got one or even if you're like in a long-term relationship or even like a fuck buddy situation you're like hey can you go get condoms And they get all like weird and embarrassed and they're like i don't want to do it and i'm like what like i've had that happen to me like nine times at least and like oh yeah i don't think i've ever asked anyone to pick up condoms because like well, like sometimes always... it's like I'm, you know, they want me to come over like, oh, come over when you're done work or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit, like I don't have any condoms on me and like the store's about to close or whatever. Or even just like, you know, anything like that. If they're out and it's like, I'm going to pick up some drinks for us later or anything. And it's like, oh, can you grab condoms? And people get really weird because like you can only have condoms on you so many times. In this question, I don't think it's unfair to ask for equal payment of things you're both using. Um, I'm sure he considers birth control just a you thing whether or not that's fair is is kind of up to you guys i i can't honestly say but probably not like you guys are both benefiting from it um and if he's the one who's gung-ho about condoms then it shouldn't be that an an issue um thank you very much for listening it has been i want to say a pleasure but i'm in severe discomfort in this closet i am i am sodden like my skin is like there's drips everywhere i literally warm I didn't take a shower today because I knew that when I finished this, I mm-hmm. would need to like take two. Yeah. Like take an industrial spray down. Yeah. Um, but Maybe we do it anyway because we, how gross and sweaty we are every week. This can't no, be I, to listen to. I think it's why people come back. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, if it's uh, any consolation, I'm grosser and sweatier than most weeks. So wink, wink. Um, if you have a question that you would like us to answer or, you know, a dilemma you would like us to uh, dissect, as you said earlier, um, you can hit us up on Facebook at 
fck buddies podcast you can find us on twitter at fck underscore buddies you can email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com and you can visit us online at uh, fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca are you ready yes also because we didn't really introduce it um at the end of every episode Niall treats me to some very very poorly written sex writing unfortunately this week we have a woman why is that unfortunate because most of the time when we're doing bad sex writing it is like a man writing sex really badly and it's usually the woman that's written really badly and i think it's worse when a woman writes a woman really badly you know what i mean I don't know. That's that's just. I I think it's you know if a man's writing a woman really badly, it still sucks. But it's like I kind of get it because whatever. Um, but like, where's your excuse here? Electra Rome Parks. Maybe it's not really a woman. I looked them up, so I don't know. Either way, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like it is a shame. But you'll probably know more after I do this. Okay. So behind the table stood the most gorgeous man my eyes had seen in a long, long time. My coochie automatically had a twitch, <laughs> jerk reaction. I felt myself getting wet, and I hadn't even said hello to the man yet. Unbelievable. Xavier was tall, chocolate, and sexy. A walking advertisement for sex. Sex appeal gushed from his pores, and he was fine. He had the type of body that made you want to pinch yourself to make sure you weren't dreaming. His biceps were bulging from underneath the black t-shirt he wore, tucked into black jeans. The only jewelry I noticed was an expensive-looking watch and a silver cross necklace. When he opened his mouth and smiled, I saw a perfect set of white teeth, complemented by a pair of deep dimples, one in each cheek. Tall, dark, and handsome. What a lethal combination. My coochie twitched twice this time, and my nipples <laughs> rose. Hardened. I love the, like, redundancy. I like that she's, like, a pair of dimples, one in each cheek. It's like, well, <laughs> no, yeah. get a pair on one side. <laughs> Pretty fucking wild if he was just rocking double dimples on one side. <laughs> I love that one, like, repetition is really bad as a writer, and she repeats the word sex immediately after sex. Yeah, it was just sex sex appeal. What? And also, after all this, she goes, and he was fine. Like, we get it. If he's tall, sexy, and a walking advertisement for sex, we can figure out that he's fine. But also, like, I think the best thing is, like, her coochie twitching rating system. So it's like, damn, son, you're a four coochie twitch. (laughs) that's like top i think she would die if she had a five coochie twitch oh yeah then you just void your bowels let's end this train wreck hey guys wear a fucking mask this has kind of become a a a trend almost a series for me for my final pornhub comment and i just i think this is probably the last one i do because i really really don't think it's going to get better than this um this comes from pornhub user gunter goo and he says Wait, this isn't Joker 2019 Hindu free download English subtitles. <laughs> so specific. I know. Uh, my name is Dane Miller. I'm Al Spain. And we have been your fuck buddies. <laughs>